And today we'll explore the dark recesses of the mind and also get into some of our therapy. As you know, we offer deprogramming for those who've gone off the deep end and those who believe that Donald Trump was sent back as a form of Jesus Christ. Your deprogramming, called deprogramming, will be free of charge, of course. In ugly news today, Kansas City, 21 so far, have been injured, one dead in a mass shooting down there. Here's what uh, former ex, no longer the president anymore, Donald Trump had to say. During my four years, nothing happened, and there was great pressure on me. Having to do with guns, we did nothing. We didn't yield. And once you yield a little bit, that's just the beginning. That's the avalanche begins. A later statement, Trump also promised that even if he had to do it from his prison cell, he would roll back any uh, progress on gun safety made by the Biden administration. Some kind of enemies the Republicans are picking. Um, first, they went after Mickey Mouse, and then, of course, Minnie. Donald Scrooge McDuck kind of got, he got his tax cut, so he was cool. The Girl Scouts, Bambi, I mean, who's next for these guys? Little League, maybe? Mom's Apple Pie? The different foes that the Republican House members have had. Oh, they went after gas stoves. We forgot to mention that. So, anyway, uh, quite an interesting list and target of people. And, of course, they're forever after uh, women's rights. They think that they should be able to tell a woman what to do in a situation that they'll never be in. Probably between their doctor and their clergy and their husband. All pregnancies are not created the same. And that's why a one-fits-all type rule or set of rules even just doesn't seem to be working. And I wish we would have learned that. I think we did 50 years ago, but... Anyway, here we go. James Carville seems to believe still that Trump may have syphilis up by his bloody hands. I could have been read Marx a lot or something with knowing Trump the way we do. And also, it's it's kind of odd that rumors abound. It's, it's, it's as if someone would come out and say, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, got syphilis from Vladimir Putin. And of course, there's no truth. We, we have to say it often enough so that it becomes a fact. That's kind of the operandi and how they get uh, impeachments in the House. They start a rumor, and they still, even though they finally rounded up the votes uh, while they let legislation to help the border just die, they did round up enough votes to be punitive and mean, which is the characteristic brought, brought forth by the insurrector and the rapist-in-chief, Donald Trump. If Trump even runs. He's going to pull the same old stunt, only with more tricks up his sleeve and probably even more of his violent people. And I'm not telling you who to vote for. I would never do that. I hope you do vote. I hope you listen to more than one form of network news, as many as you can. That way you can form your opinion and not uh, repeat someone else's. We had some feedback on your bunny man. I wondered if we could go over a couple of those things. I basically... Um, do you know when it is this year? When Bernie it's Man is? always about the same week. It's usually like the last week of August, the first week of September. Basically, the Labor Day weekend, is, I believe. Les Ziegler used to live up there. He, he's going, and he uh, he heard it. He was up there in Moses Lake, and, and so we'll give a shout-out to him. But anyway, I thought just maybe if you got some time, we just go over the basics. And where is it again from from you? For me here in Hollywood, it's uh, 
Well, first, I could just say it's, uh, you know, L.A. to Reno. First of all, you got to get to Reno from here. Pretty much anywhere. From Idaho, there is a back way, but it's still probably easier and more sensible to come down to near Reno and then go north. It is. And in the but, winter, uh, it's best to go down through Sacramento and come back into Reno. Well, try yeah, to avoid yeah. the Donner Pass, I guess, if you can. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that there's a back road into the Black Rock Desert from, like, uh, along the west side of Nevada up in the north. There's a, there's a road that goes up to Idaho from from California there, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, it's, it's like, basically, just yeah, after Reno, it goes up north of Reno, and then it cuts across after some mountains and stuff. But it connects to, it splits off and there's a weird little country, you know. It's not a great road, like if you have heavy equipment or anything like this. But there's a small little back road that they really try to discourage anybody from using. But it's not impossible. But in general, you go to Reno, it's about like, what is it, 20 some odd miles east of Reno, and then there's a little town of, I forget all their names, I know one town is Nixon, and Gerlach is the last town before you get to Burning Man. Three little towns, Nixon, Gerlach, and I forget the other one. Aren't those gold mining towns? Aren't those yeah, gold mining towns? Some, I think there's a silver mine around there somewhere. Government military facility nearby also. But uh, but basically, it's about a hundred miles north of Reno. It's uh, so. But to get to the road, the road to get to the Black Rock Desert through Nixon and, and Empire, I think is the the, the middle town. Nixon Empire. What kind, of, you know, what kind of crowd can be expected uh, down there? Is it? Uh, it sells out consistently lately ever since 2012 I think it pretty much sells out they have a limit of about 60,000 that they're allowed to have um, the BLM limit and uh, and that is really only because of the highway there's only a two-lane highway getting up there and so the highway just can't really handle anymore the traffic the traffic's really pretty crazy with lots of heavy vehicles and everything but realistically, the crowd gets as high as about 70,000 from what I understand, just because, you know, there's 60,000 plus 70,000 working volunteers and special camps and artists and other things that get special privilege. How about security? They have uh, the sheriffs kind of come and patrol the perimeter here and there, um, whatever they're patrolling for. Um, but in general, maybe they're just rangers. Burning Man has volunteers, long-time burners. After a while, you just become a volunteer, you become a ranger, and uh, you police the event, basically. So Burning Man has its own weird the police force where the people that, you know, advise you here, stick to the principles. Um, if some, you know, if somebody's selling something in there, they will throw them out. The rangers are, you know, they're not police. They're like security guards. They're keeping an eye on everybody. They work, you know, they'll inform EMTs if there's some little trouble. They just try to keep the harmony, which is an easy job because it's really by its nature probably one of the most harmonious events ever, really. So there's security trying to keep people from sneaking in. 
but security in the event itself is a lot more policed than there used to be. But there's the security in the event itself, other than the rangers, you don't really, and, and any police that are walking around, you don't see any security. It's uh, not really necessary. I suppose it's possible some fight breaks out here and there, but very, very rare. I, I've never seen one or really heard of one. Very rare. But, you know, it's a city of 70,000 for a week, so, you know, I'm sure there's need of security at some point. They have EMT stations at at least three different locations, and they're very qualified. Um, All that stuff is pretty well organized for the price of the ticket, which is high. That's pretty much, you know, people come in and think, wow, you know, $500, $400, and really what does that get you? It gets you use of a porta potty every day. That's really what that ticket kind of buys. It's a whole lot more, but everything in there is done by by the people that go. All the art, you know, some of the art installations do receive grants from the organization, some of the bigger what ones. If you uh, give somebody 500 bucks, you don't, is that cover everything? I say there's just a ticket price. Strangely enough, that's why I was saying that there's the 400, 500, I don't know what it is now. Just a ticket to go in, plus there's now, like many things, an extra vehicle pass that's even more. Add, you know, another $100 or something for an RV. I think if you just have a car, it's okay. But if you bring an RV or something, there's something to do with the vehicle pass now on top of the ticket as well, like many things. In general, that just gets you in. And really all it entitles you to is use of a porta potty. And like I say, they set up, they, Burning Man, the organization, they pay for setting up the man itself, the statue in the center that they burn at the end of the week. They set that up. Um, they commission an artist to build what they call the temple, which is kind of out in the playa along the center line and the center camp basically, um, and the entrance and center camp, um, which is kind of at the bottom of the horseshoe, and just other infrastructure, like I say, porta-potties and artist grants. Other than that, all of the camps, all, all of the camps, all of the vehicles that are allowed to be used, everything is done. All of the entertainment is done by the people that go there. It's a real do-it-yourself party. It seems absurd, like you want me to pay $500 and I got to be the entertainment and set up the uh, the decorations and everything. But strangely enough, it's infectious. It works. People are inspired to do it because they see everybody else doing it. And it's just like, wow, that's crazy, you know? But then you start thinking about crazy stuff you're, you're able to do. Like next year, I'm going to come back in giant mobile scorpion with the CD covers. It's inspirational more than anything. That's what's really amazing about it. Yeah, so it's, uh, you got to pay for the ticket and you're the entertainment. Kind but of after you get, after you lay down the 500 bones, it's all free after that. I mean, you don't really have to spend yeah, it. You can't spend you, it. You, you want to you have, have 20, 30 bucks handy to buy uh, ice. If you don't have an RV with a refrigerator or something like this, if you need ice, um, which I do when I go up there, I just bring my cooler and I'll need ice every few days. Um, 
uh, they sell ice there, and the proceeds from the ice sales go to almost go directly to the little towns on the road along the way into their schools and art programs and stuff. Um, but they sell ice, and at Center Camp, they sell ice and coffee. Some weird old tradition. They do sell they sell decent coffee at Center Camp for the morning people. Yeah, but that's it. That's technically all you're allowed to buy there. Um, ice and coffee. And other than that, you're self, fully self-contained. You have to bring all the supplies you need. If there's tends to be abundance, and this is where people mistake it. I think you know, especially young folks. I don't know what you call them. The folks that oh man, you can go up there and everything is free. They just you don't you don't need to bring anything. You know, and I guess theoretically yes, but that's not really the way to approach it. You know, like even if you go to a bar, Mia, it's a volunteer community. It's a gifting volunteer community. It's a it's a temporary utopia. It's an experiment. It's about trying to be generous and, and receive generosity from other people. You know, like I say, you bring enough food for yourself, but you end up uh, on the other side of town and somebody's cooking up uh, a bunch of, you know, 14-inch New York strips and handing them out. Sometimes. And it's designed as an off-grid event, right? It's, it's, totally for, it's for off-grid people, right? There is no power, no water, nothing. It is a, it is a, a dry lake bed, a very flat, expansive dry lake bed. It's, it's like Tron, the grid in the movie Tron. It's so, you lose perspective of distance, but if you actually, at one point, I believe the land speed record is held out there. I've been out there before during Burning Man, and way at the other end of the playa, you can see this plume of smoke racing, just moving really fast off in the distance, way off in the distance, like miles off in the distance. And it was somebody uh, trying for or testing their land speed record car, you know, one of those rocket cars. It's like, like Bonneville Salt Flats. It's just, uh, it's immense. Burning Man actually takes place down on the southern kind of narrower part. The, uh, the playa could could support a million people up there if they wanted to. They just, the road can't handle it. I often wonder if it could expand it in the future. And, you know, some of it's become a bit cliched, but I think it's still really about the costume party that's uber Uber creative, a really, really creative costume party that involves, like I said, I, I just go up in my van and a couple of friends sometimes and I make a little camp with stuff in my van. I unload it and build a canopy and put out a little day bed and some decorations and some toys. Make a nice place to hang out, place to hang all week. Everybody does that. And some people come with like groups of 10 or 20 or more, whatever they form together with their friends, they do regular theme camps and they pool an extra 500 bucks each or something and, and build some crazy thing, build a nightclub or build a museum or build a roller skating rink or build... They build a what? They'll build anything they can think of that's uh, uh-huh. like a nightclub or, you know, or a museum or a school or a hotel or a theater or a roller skating rink, or a, a miniature golf course, anything you can think a town might have. A friend, I knew there's several people, but I knew a friend up there that he had an old bus, an old, uh, you know, metro transit city bus, and it was it was psychedelic up. It had, you know, some monitors and screens inside. They turned it into something crazy. 
like a submarine or something. But in general, they just, uh, during the week, it was voluntary, so it wasn't totally reliable, but they, when they would go out and take their bus around, they would set up a route and be like the city bus. They would just travel the Esplanade and do this route, the circle around the whole thing. It would take them an hour or two, whatever. But they would just make sure they would make a route, and they easily distract and go off this way and that way. But in general, just drive around, giving people like any city bus, giving people uh, a ride. Oh, here we pick up the bus and take it to center camp instead. I mean, yeah, we were going to have a party one night on the last night, and instead there was a windstorm and a lot of first timers that were probably disoriented out in the middle of the plaza. So we actually went out and then went out and rescued them. Spent like three hours just rescuing people out in the middle of the playa that didn't know where they were and uh, pulled up and rounded them up on the bus, would take them into center camp and go out and get some more. And uh, so, um, communal, you know, it's definitely hedonistic and uh, but also people looking out for each other. The MTs officially out there, they do a great job. In general, you know, people aren't really as fucked up as, you know, they might be accused maybe to a, a, a priest or something, but it's a harsh desert environment and you want to be careful uh, drinking too much or doing too much. It's sometimes, you know, something when it's not harsh, it's beautiful. And it's, that's the time of the year where you have good chances of it being a beautiful night or a beautiful day. Sometimes How long was that again? When does that take place? Burning Man, when does it take place? Uh, the end of August, beginning of September. I think it finishes yeah, on Labor Day weekend. Labor Day. I'm running out of time, so I wanted to, to, to wrap up at least the Burning Man section. We're talking to Jeff Spencer in Hollywood, California, and it's been fun, Jeff. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to, uh, any closing remarks for the people that are going to, like Les Ziegler out there that's going to Burning Man for the first time. And also, for people that are old, I want to throw that in, too. It's like, are there any age constraints for, for taking? No, not at all. No age constraints. It's an all-ages thing. Uh, kids, children, have to be supervised, and they there's a little area where you can bring kids and kind of camp out with your kids. Uh, they call it Kidsville or something. But uh, in general, it's probably not a great place to bring kids and at some level. But older people is it's camping. If you're up for camping, especially if you have an RV that's reliable and you're okay with an RV, you need a bicycle or you know some little. You know, you can look into it. You, you can have if you have a go kart or a, a golf cart or something like that. And you decorate it and make it really groovy into something that doesn't look like a golf cart anymore, but is something really uh, interesting, an art car, effectively. You, you can bring it. You, but generally, it's a bicycle community. Uh, you, you will want to bring a bicycle, some sort of cheap beach cruiser with fairly thick wheels, you know, something, you know, because it'll... It'll get messed up a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to be super cheap, but you don't want to bring a really nice high-end bike up there necessarily or down there. But just yeah. some, something that would ride on because the playas, you know, if it's packed down, which with rainy season would probably pretty, be pretty well packed. But even then, it develops a crust, a hard crust. But when the crust starts getting broken up, you get little soft patches that, that bog your bike down. 
So if you have a big cruiser with thick tires, you'll see, you know, it's almost, if, if you're walking, a bicycle will open up, you know, expand your experience times five or ten. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly introduce you to all the people that we know that have got cancer from the windmills in Huntington, Oregon. Imagine if the fireworks people had lobbies. You'd be able to buy dynamite at the nearest lemonade stand. Until next time on Insurrection Off-Ramp, this is Pat McCurdy saying, live the good life and sleep in the streets. See ya.